Hello once again, everybody. This is the Common Sense American. And this week I've decided that I am going to send a message to those on the left. I know I don't have any left-wing people on my in my audience. I might have a few independents, though. And if you happen to know anybody who is on the left, a, a Democrat or a moderate, whatever, who doesn't necessarily agree with your views, uh, I urge you to send this to them because I think, and I've said this many times before, there is a lack of communication between the two sides. Now we've reached the point where everybody's just screaming at each other. No one's listening. Everybody assumes the other one is a, is an extremist on their side. They're not uh, listening to opposing views because it always comes across the same. It always comes across, we think we know everything they're going to say. And the more that happens, the more we tune the other side out, the more we run into a, a wall of it's of ignorance, really, because we're not understanding what the other side is really saying. And this is when conflict starts. This is when armed conflict begins because we're just not listening anymore. And when things get dangerous and testy is bad for society, we need to talk. We need to get things out there. And one of the reasons why I think uh, the other side, once I can't deal with the other, is because a lot of their assumptions really are wrong, or at least blown way out of proportion, uh, mostly due to a media that is obsessed with dividing the country. And I've done many podcasts, podcasts on that before. Um, I want to clarify a few instances uh, from the right, from people who are moderate independent. I am an independent, even though I know most of my listeners are right wing. I tend to lean that way, but I'm very much in the middle on a lot of things. And uh, in this particular case, let me, let me just start by mentioning those recent poll and NRCC poll showed that the two biggest issues that respondents had with Democrats is that they're condescending and out of touch. And yes, their smugness gets on my nerves. It's, it's this, you know, we're just going to pat you on the head because you're a backwards Neanderthal, uneducated loser who needs to be re-educated, who needs to, um, you know, we, they think you're all just Bible thumping, gun toting, idiots and their smugness and condescension is a big reason why I have difficulty listening to these people because their attitude and the out of touch part is obvious, especially now with the energy crisis being what it is. Um, this is the first point right here. Okay. The let, let's start here because this is what we're facing now. We're facing energy crisis uh, and oil prices rising, everything. And of course, Democrats just, they believe that all we want is oil, oil. We want to ruin the, the, the country. We want to ruin the planet. We don't care about saving the world. We don't care about the climate and the environment. We don't care about any of that. We just want to drive our um, oil-guzzling, terrible-for-the-environment vehicles and don't care and all that. Look, here's point number one. The vast majority of us do care. Because we're not idiots, and we know that when it comes to the environment and, and, and this planet, that we do have to try to protect it and be as clean as possible. And we have to focus on things like renewable and clean or green energy for the future. Yes, we know these things, okay? We're not against any of them. I know there's a staunch group of people who are very much against, you know, electric cars and hate them and think they're stupid and um, don't want to do solar panels in their homes. I understand that. But that's a very small minority of people, at least the people that I come across, who tend to vote Republican. That is not the issue. The issue is the here and the now. That's nice for the future. 
Until you can get to the point where we have an infrastructure and technology that can support your agenda as it stands, then it's not viable. We're not, we're not there yet. The backbone of this country and the world in terms of economy and infrastructure and how it uh, functions, for example, transportation is a big one, and uh, airplanes, overseas tankers, semi-tractor trailer trucks, until those things reach the point where they can be electric or they can use renewable energy in some way that is not fossil fuel related, then you need to shut up for the time being. We'll work on this. We're working on moving toward that. But we can't do this right now. We're not even close. The technology is not there. The infrastructure is not there. The infrastructure in this country is not there for 90% of us who live in rural areas. And having an electric, electric vehicle is idiotic. It's just a complete, it's stupid. It, it's absolutely impractical in every sense of the term. It's not just that it's more expensive. It's extremely impractical. And... Until that changes, you're not going to tell everybody, oh, just stop driving. And here's the other thing. Let's not forget one other thing. We have made tremendous strides in the vehicles that we use. Yes, they, uh, they, they burn fossil fuels. But compared to what they used to be, you know, through the first part of the 20th century, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, when, when cities were just blanketed in smog, right? Are they now? No, they're not. Emissions that we, like rules that they have in states for vehicles is dumb. It needs to go. None of these vehicles are polluting to any extent that matters at all. The biggest polluters are those ones I mentioned before. Airplanes, tankers, semis. Those are the big ones. Those are the ones that matter. What the, your Corolla is putting out is completely irrelevant. And every single statistic shows us this. Because it's all very clean running now. It, it, there's clean running uh, diesel. It's clean running gas. These cars are extremely efficient in how they burn it. There's very little in the way of exhaust or damage to the to the to the environment um, and speaking of damage to the environment the other reason why we want more to talk about on this is because electric is not this save-all panacea for the environment you know you got to mine this stuff you have to create electric batteries they don't just pop out of thin air this is another footprint it's just a different footprint on the environment you think it's less fine I don't think we have enough evidence to prove that it's less because we have very clean oil drilling, especially in this country, which for whatever reason you don't want to tap into. And not to mention the batteries themselves. Trying to dispose of these things is proving to be very problematic. There are uh, entire uh, parking lots, empty abandoned parking lots in China, full of electric cars because they have no way, <laughs> of, of, they can't figure out how to dispose of these things. The batteries are a huge problem. And uh, we don't. Did you hear about the uh, the ship full of electric cars coming across the ocean that that sank? The, the the boat, all the cars caught fire. They tried to save the boat. Eventually, it sank. I don't know how many were on there. Fourteen thousand, fourteen hundred. I'm not. It was a large number. And of course, all those they could not put out this fire because electric fires from these batteries are impossible to put out, which is something we need to talk about and has been a problem. Not just in shipping, but even in individual use. And now all those batteries are at the bottom of the water, bottom of the ocean. Thousands of them. You have no idea what kind of environmental problem that's causing right now. And they, and they have no idea what to do about it. Not the first clue. Because this is a very new situation. 
These things are very real. Now, did you hear about that anywhere? Was CNN talking about it? Was MSNBC? Were all these climate activists talking about this, this major problem, this disaster that happened? No, they're not. They don't want you to know. They want you to think that all of this doesn't matter, that electric is, I don't know, I guess magically free. And for those of us who are in states where electricity costs an immense amount, and I'm in one of those states, it is not a great idea to start shifting everything to electric. You, you can't imagine what that would cost. So it's not that we don't want these things. It's not that we're not looking towards the future uh, with an eye towards a cleaner future. It's not that we don't want that. It's that it cannot happen right now. There is no reason, and I'm going to repeat this, none, to not drill in this country right now, to not be energy independent when it comes to oil. None. Zero. We've got more than enough. Our oil drilling is cleaner and far better off for us and for the entire planet than anything else foreign overseas. It doesn't have to be shipped here, by the way. That oil that's coming all over here from Russia and Iran and everywhere else that we want it from our enemies, which is even more idiotically ironic, um, yeah, that's causing another massive problem for the environment, is it not? Drill it here, have a minimum amount of sending uh, sending requirements on these things. They don't have to go through the, the ocean. And that's, that's the best we can do right now. We need this oil. Yes, we do. We need it to alleviate the strain on our pocketbooks. We need, to get, we need it to keep things going right now. That's the here and now. That is why you are deemed out of touch, Democrats, because you're not getting this. This is not 2060. I know you wish it is. It isn't. In the meantime, we can, you know, we can do both, believe it or not. We can continue to push down the path of renewable and clean energy and make the changes and make and make this transition. It's going to be a slow transition. You're just going to have to accept that because the entire planet is pretty well embedded in one way. And until that starts to shift from the highest, you know, corporation to the to the individual at home, right across the board, then we're not. We, you can't. You need to shut up. We need to fix this now, not tomorrow. You know, not. A few weeks now, and these happen now. You got states talking about suspending gas tax, which should not be even a problem right now. We shouldn't have an issue with gas tax, and yet we do. This is one of those things, uh, the climate thing, where it, they just think that we don't care. What we don't understand is your unrealistic view of it and why you can't figure this out. This is just plain old economics. Are we against, as another major talking point, you hear a lot about transgender and, and all that in the media, the, the swimmer, for example, that's in the news a lot, um, and how, you know, oh, well, that just means because we don't, we don't support that, that means we support anybody who's not heterosexual, anybody who's not, well, obviously white, because I guess we're all racist, anybody who's not uh, Christian or something, and that everybody needs to be the same way, or we hate everybody. Uh, no, actually, what we have is reams of of evidence from studies, uh, mental health studies in particular, that show just how unstable these people are, just how bad conditioned they are mentally. These people are three and four times more likely to be in a therapist's office, to be on some form of medication, to also go back and forth. You know, tomorrow they're this, they're a woman, the next day they're a man, the next day they're a goat. I don't know. Whatever it is, they keep changing because their minds are not right. I'm sorry that's what this is. There's gender dysphoria. This is a thing. At one point, uh, this, the field of psychology treated homosexuality as a disease. Now, you can call that whatever you want to call it. One of the reasons that was in the Diagnostic Statistic Manual is because they had 
decades of evidence to show that there was something a little bit off with these people and that they were more likely to have problems in their lives. Now, you can attribute that, if you like, to people being uh, not tolerant of them and that's causing them all kinds of depression and anxiety, I, I guess, but that's not the only problems these people are facing. And it's not getting any better. With endless, not just tolerance, but promotion of these people, which is exactly what we have now, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. They're basket cases. These are things we cannot forget. These are things we're not willing to ignore, even though you are. And we don't like the fact that it seems like these people are almost being exploited for the use of the media and exploiting their mental instabilities and dysfunction, which is what it is. And I'm not saying homosexuals are dysfunctional. I'm saying if you have no idea what gender are, you think you can name your own gender when you're 31. No. See, there's another science here, by the way. It's called biology. Um, you can ignore that if you like. That's fine. Um, but don't think for a second that we're not going to be saying, oh, well, it's, it's, it's their choice. You don't think for a second we're, we're going to embrace that because it's not your choice. It never was your choice. You're born the way you are. I'm sorry. You want to be something else, that's fine. However, don't you think that might be because something is off? It could be. I don't wish, wish any ill will on these people. What I wish is for them to get better. What I wish is for them to be happy and healthy like anybody else. And we question whether or not they are based on the numbers we have. That's all. Should a person born a biological male be able to compete and wipe the floor with people who are biological females? No. There's no defense to that. I'm sorry, there isn't. I don't care what you feel. I don't care about your talks. I don't care about your political correctness. That doesn't make any sense. I notice that we don't see a whole lot of born biological uh, females transitioning over to males and then going into their sports. You know, how come I don't see that? How can we never hear of it? This is all painfully transparent. So that's another one. Um, you know, the intolerance of this, the intolerance of that. And it would lead me, for example, to, um, you know, when you talk about inflation, when you talk about who you're blaming it on, we all know whose problem this is. This is Biden's problem. Inflation is at record highs, and it's, and it's because, A, we're not energy independent anymore, and also because we spent out of our eyeballs. And yeah, the Trump administration did it too. We spent like mad during the pandemic, and then, but you had mostly Democrats, especially during the first part of Biden's presidency, saying that don't worry about inflation, that it's going to be temporary. The comical part about that is if you talk to any economist, they will tell you there's no such thing as temporary inflation. That's an oxymoron. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing. Inflation is inflation. It's not, it can't be temporary. It can, lack, it can, you know, pull back, but it's not temporary. And these spikes were coming. We said these spikes were coming, and they came. And they came hardcore. And to shift that blame all over the place, instead of actually trying to do something about it, which is what's happening right now on Capitol Hill, we're seeing people just point the fingers there, and they're not actually doing anything. That's the view right now. This is the problem. And these are messages that should be getting across to the left. It's not anti-climate. It's not anti-transgender. It's not anti, um, for example, immigration. You know, it, it, no, no, we're not anti-immigration. Pro-immigration. Trump was pro-immigration. They knew they needed people here. We need that. We're, we're anti-illegal immigration. We want barriers. We want a vetting process. We want citizenship and immigration law. Yes, we do. It seems to work really well for other countries. For us, it's failing. 
This whole open border crap is not working. It's pretty obvious it's not working. Just look at the numbers. Again, you're all into the science numbers. Look at the numbers the DHS have been releasing. It's insane. Deportations are down 80% year over year because the Biden administration decided to label, uh, make make it so the only people who could be deported had to be labeled domestic uh, security, domestic public threats or national security threats, which is extremely rare. Uh, there are multiple rapists and murderers running around who don't have that label because they haven't even caught them yet. Who cares what label they are? They haven't been even through the system and they just keep flooding across. And I've said this before and I'm saying it again, we're only attracting the lowest of the low because when you open your borders and offer everybody the entire world on a silver platter and say, here, do whatever you want, doesn't matter if you're a criminal, who do you think's coming? You think the high achievers are coming? No. And they're all coming from these the poorest locations on the planet. I'm sorry, but they are. They're crap holes. And all those people are coming here. Mexico and South America, Dominican Republic and Haiti. They're crap holes. It's not my fault. I didn't have anything to do with it. I'm not condemning the people. The bottom line is they're crap holes. Look at their numbers. Look at their welfare numbers. Look at their crime numbers. All of Mexico is run by the cartel. Our drug problem would dissipate by about 90% tomorrow if we shut down the border. If we said, no, no more. I don't care what your reason is. We're not, you're not coming across for the next 10 years until we fix some crap in this country. It's all illegal. It's all, all the major gangs came from illegal activity, illegal alien activity that are in our jails. All, all of this has been blowing up over the past two or three decades that we just can't seem to stop because we won't enforce the existing law. We're not against immigration. We're against a country that doesn't use immigration or citizenship law like every other country does. I've said it many times before, look at the requirements to just visit another country, then look at the requirements to live there. Pick them. Try one in Europe. Give it a shot. See what you have to do. To move there, you need things like, oh, a job. You have to be able to speak the language fluently. You need all these things in place. We don't require any of that, and it shows. We're a crap hole, too. We're becoming a third world country because we're allowing the third world countries to come here with no vetting at all. That's just the way it is. I don't care what skin color there is. I don't care what religion they are. doesn't matter. That's just the bottom line. We've got the lowest of the low, and it's being reflected in our society right now. That is why we are anti-illegal immigration. We're pro-regular migration. Just like every other normal civilized country on the planet that works. See, these are things we just have to get across. You know that Time magazine um, cover photo of Trump and the little immigrant girl, you know, the big bad man staring down at the little sprite? This is the kind of propaganda, which is exactly what that is, because that's an extremely misleading photo that has nothing to do with reality and never did. It's not against little migrant children coming here. It's against illegals coming here. There's a very big difference. It's not a humanitarian thing. Well, a lot of ways it is, except you're the ones being anti-humanitarian. The only way to really protect these people is not to do what we're doing. So all of these things, this is what we're trying to get across, we're trying to get a message across, we're trying to understand that we're not extremists. We're not a lot of what you think. It's more of... A middle ground. It's more of a we are against these things because A, B, and C. We we do have our reasons. Yes, we you know, you know we're sick of your smugness. You think you have your reasons and science and stats. You know the bottom line is we do too. And unless you are willing to look at them and acknowledge them for what they are, in that they are verifiable 
statistics and reasons why we think the way we do until you treat us that way as equals, which you're not doing and haven't been doing for 10 or 15 years, because the media has uh, spread the lie that everybody who votes Republican is an idiot, that they're all stupid, that they're all low IQ losers, that they're all, and that everybody on Democrat side is smart and enlightened and went to college. Yeah, I went to college too. Everybody I know who votes Republican went to college too. All of these things need to be scrapped because these stereotypes are what's killing us. Too many Democrats believe their own hype and all the propaganda spewing out from their leaders, which has always been the same now. They believe that the, the Basically, the other side needs to be re-educated, doesn't, will not advance into the, into the 21st century, uh, wants everybody to just, wants the entire country to just be white, Christian, heterosexual, doesn't have um, any interest in saving the country in terms of saving the environment, doesn't have any interest in, in freedom and tolerance of other people and alternative lifestyles. None, none of that is true. None of it. We don't believe there should be preferential treatment. We don't believe they should have extra rights that we don't have, which they absolutely do right now. We don't believe that everything should be shoved down our throats because it is. When you have 17% of a population that's a particular race, in this case, African-American in our country, and every single form of entertainment that we see has a black person in it, at least one, every commercial, every TV show, every movie, every book, every single one. The, that's that's just racism. That has nothing to do. It's not it's not a reflection of reality. That's just racism. So you know, if I go to uh, China, I don't expect to see people that look like me in all their media. No, I don't. It'd be stupid. And the bottom line is. We're just trying to be common sense about these things. You've stopped being common sense. You're going off the deep end two, 10 years ago because, you believe again, you believe the propaganda. You think that this is the way things should be. And in a lot of ways, it's not that we disagree, especially when it comes to things like the climate or, or tolerance of that. It's just that you've gone over the top. You've gone far too away from common sense, too far away from fact and reality and biology and things that actually do matter. The destruction of the nuclear family. You think it doesn't matter. We know it matters. And every single statistic shows that it matters. The destruction of the values and the morals and the and the, the ethos that this country used to have when it was building something. You want to call it racist. It's all you care about. You need to look at what else this country was embracing during the periods when it was growing as fast as it was. A certain work ethic, a certain attitude, a certain level of patriotism. It wasn't about, oh, we're going to conquer everybody. and blah. No, it was about building our own country, uh, having an identity for this country. Now we don't really even have one. And apparently you don't want us to have one. It's nothing to do with having all one color or one religion. It's having an identity. We, you don't want it. And the worst part is the best of everything, the values that built this country are being eradicated under a Democrat flag. Work ethic, discipline, accountability, responsibility. All these things are just disappearing. And it's having a profoundly negative effect on everything from the supply chain to life at home. And if you think that that's not what's happening, you need to really take a closer look around because it's getting disgusting. It's getting disheartening. There are people who don't want to work, refuse to work. They're, they're, we have nine-year-olds screaming obscenities to other nine-year-olds on the playground. Why? Because we're allowing them to ingest things that you think they should be ingesting. Do we believe that all kids need to be you know, kept under a rock and taught the Bible and nothing else? Apparently. But we sure as hell don't think they should be taught about condoms and STDs when they're six. Why? Because 
It's idiotic. The, the numbers don't support it. The science don't support, doesn't support it. They're not sexually active, and nor should they be. And if they are, there's a parent somewhere that needs to be arrested. All of this needs some sort of hedging because we've gone too far off the deep end. That's all we're saying. That's it. So anyway, that's it for this week. I appreciate you listening as usual, trying to get some common sense out there, trying to get a... a Bridge the divide, even though it does seem impossible at times. Um, you know, reality, please, not distortion of reality, which is unfortunately all we see. Media, social, social media—it's, it's everywhere, and we're, we're start again. You start to believe it if you see it enough, and you don't actually talk to people. So, wanted to highlight that again. Uh, as usual, I don't do any. Um, and sometimes, even though I really want to, I don't do any explicit content. I don't swear or anything of mine. I think we've got enough of that. Something else that we really need to understand. There needs to be guidelines and there's civility. And why did that go away? And, oh, we don't need it. Yeah. Well, it shows. Um, so it's always, you can always listen to it in family and uh, among kids or whatever. Uh, and I appreciate it as usual. And hopefully I'll see you again next week. That's it for me. Thank you.